Hey there, and welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Eyre, founder of whensmytime.com, and I aim to be your boss's worst nightmare. You know, it's touch and go today whether I got to record this podcast or not. Typically, I record a podcast either before walking Jack in the morning, Jack's my little Jack Russell Terrier, or shortly after getting back from our walk. I decided this morning it would be afterwards, because uh, I had one or two things to um, to clear up before I went out with him. And when we got back, lo and behold, the power went out and was out for quite some time. And um, I'm not sure whether I've lost some files on my computer as well, but that's that's by the by. That's nothing to do with this. But that took up most of the morning. And at lunchtime, uh, Carol came home. Now, Carol's my wife of, uh, what, 35 years now. And um, she works four days a week in the local village school. Now, I have to be honest, the economic argument against her working there has been made to her many times. I don't know what it's like where you live, but teachers are undervalued and and teachers' assistants, which is what Carol is, she's a high-level teaching assistant, are incredibly undervalued. I would not do one day of her work for what she gets paid in a month. Seriously. but. As I say, I, uh, I've made the economic argument many times over. Now, I'm not quite sure whether it's because she really loves her work or the thought of spending seven days a week with me would absolutely drive her up the wall. Uh, I, I don't know. But no, she still continues to work at the village school four days a week. Typically, and I'm recording this on Wednesday the 20th of July, typically Wednesday is the one day of the week that she has off. So she works Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday and has Wednesday off. But today, the teacher she works with had to be doing some other stuff. So she was covering. So that's what a high-level teaching assistant can do. They can cover the class when the teacher's absent. So that's what Carol was doing today. And when she got home at lunchtime, it was yet another beautiful day. And we decided to head off up to the allotment this afternoon. We'd initially decided to go probably just for an hour. But the hour stretched into the whole afternoon and a little bit more. Um, So it's now the evening of the 20th of July. But I thought, no, 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 I've got to record uh, this podcast. And I want to talk about significance. Now, funnily enough, I don't know if this is a term still used because I've been out of the corporate world for some time, but uh, I'm not sure whether it was back in the 80s or, or the 90s that the term significant other began to be used rather than wife or husband or spouse or partner or whatever. It, it seemed suddenly this term significant other arrived. I'm not quite sure why that was necessary. A partner covered most things, I would have thought. But when I think about Carol, the significant part of that, the other seems a bit dismissive, doesn't it? Significant other, that seems a bit dismissive. But the other, the, So we can get rid of the other part of that. But the significant bit is, I mean, so to the fore. I mean, it just describes Carol to me entirely because she has... Well, as I say, we've been married over 35 years and you don't do that without being significant to the person to whom you married. Um, We were together for a couple of years before that as well, two, three years before that. So we've been together now for almost 40 years. There's an old song, an old music hall song. Now I'm showing my age. We've been together now for 40 years and it don't seem a day too much. You're far too young to remember that. But I mean, that's, that's close to where we are. But Carol's significance goes beyond just me. I mean, clearly she's significant to our two boys as well. But she is hugely significant to the kids she teaches. I can sort of understand, and I I got this inkling, and I'll tell you in a minute when I first got this inkling, 
as to why Carol does this day in, this undervalued work day in, day out. Why she goes to the school four days a week and why she's done it for so many years. Because every year they get a class, probably around about 30 kids in the class, something of that. So she gets to be very significant to those 30 kids. And they're at a key stage in their development. It's the year before they finish the, the what we call a primary school here in the UK. So they finish that at age 11 and move on to the high school, the, the next level of secondary education after that. So it's their, it's their final year that prepares them for that move. Now, one of Carol's skills is, is in maths, mathematics, or math as you'd call it in the US. Part of her duties is to take a group of the less able kids, kids that find maths difficult, find it a bit of a struggle, find it a challenge. And some of them, really, it just totally goes over their head. You know, even basic stuff. I think it's, I think it's a bit like dyslexia. I think the, the technical term for it is dyscalculia. But there I go off on one of my tangents again. But the reason I'm telling you that is that around about this time last year, Carol and I were out on a walk over the fields, as we often do, with Jack. And coming across the field towards her was a, a young girl with her father. And she rushed up to Carol, and uh, Carol obviously knew her, and she fell into conversation with her. And it became apparent that she was one of Carol's pupils, one of Carol's students from the previous year, and she was just coming to the end of her first year in high school. So she was chatting about it and how she liked it. And, and we know the high school because our two boys went there as well. So we know the setup there, and so Carol was asking her lots of questions about that. And she said, and what's your favourite subject? And without skipping a beat, this girl said, maths. And Carol said, oh, great, that's fantastic. When we walked on a pace, I said, oh, you're really pleased about that. I said, yeah, I, I was really pleased. And then the penny dropped. And I said, she was one of your special group, wasn't she? Now, just think about that for a moment. There was a kid who had struggled totally with that subject. Carol had taken her out of the main part of the class and given her not quite one-to-one tutoring, but with a group of three or four kids. And this was a, a subject that this child had hated. She really struggled with it. And after spending time with Carol, she went on prepared for her first year in high school. And in that first year, maths, the subject that instilled horror in her, was her favourite subject. That was the point when I recognised I know why you now do what you do, Carol. I really understand it now. I really understand that it doesn't matter that I've made the economic argument for you not doing this anymore. It doesn't matter that I've told you time and time again it would be far better if you came and worked with me, I could do with the support and all that sort of stuff. None of that matters. What matters are those little sparks, those little chance conversations that she gets to have with her students, not while they're in her class, but afterwards, because it's those little conversations that let her see her significance. And she does that year after year after year. Now, a friend of mine and a guy I've learned so much from, this guy called Sam Crowley, and he has a key saying, success without significance is failure. Success without significance is failure. The key thing in all of that is significance. So what I'm saying to you today is when you set out on your journey, when you decide to break free of the bonds of the corporate life, think about how you want to achieve significance. Think about 
what difference you can make, what impact you can make on other people's lives with the talents that you undoubtedly have. People are out there just waiting for it. Hope that's been of use to you today. Look, if it has, what I want you to do is I want you to subscribe, first of all, to this podcast over on iTunes or you can do it on Stitcher Radio. Subscribe so you don't miss any future podcasts. But I also want you to help other people find this podcast because they can be helped by it too. And the way you do that is A, you can tell your friends about it, but B, you can head over to iTunes and leave me a review. Tell me what you like best about this. Leave me a star rating. Five star is always welcome. And you can always hit me up on Twitter at Aussie Air or drop me an email, Aussie at whensmytime.com. So you can hit me up on Twitter, leave me a review, email me, loads of ways to get in touch. And don't forget, right now, I've made available my top 10 tips, the top key things that I've learned, the top 10 key things that I've learned since leaving corporate life. I've made that into a video. It's about 40 minutes long. And that's available for free over at my website. That's whensmytime.com. Head over there. You'll see there's a welcome video there where you'll learn a little bit more about me and a little bit more about what I'm doing here at When's My Time. And you'll be able to download my 40-minute video in which I explain the top 10 things that I've learned since leaving corporate life. Thank you so much indeed for listening. I've been Ozier, founder of whensmytime.com. And I'm here to tell you, your time is now. <laughs>